Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 64 of My Mom, Sandy. We are your hosts. I am Josh Fasson, and the woman next to me had nothing to do with the disappearance of Alyssa Lamb. This is My Mom, Sandy. Hello. (laughs) That's right. I had nothing to do with it. Um... But I did watch. I watched the whole thing. Are we getting right into it? Or well, so I did want to. I wanted to touch base on something that we had talked about on a few episodes ago because uh, it still just bl- it blows my mind. It's weird. But I went to the. I had to go to the mall today. I had to pick something up, and I said, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna check out." Uh, I went to a clothing store, and they have all the. Fi- and we talked about this. All the fitting rooms closed. Every fitting yeah. room closed. Right. You can't yeah. fucking try anything on there. And then they have this thing that comes over the loudspeaker in the store that says, attention shoppers, the fitting rooms are now closed. We asked for you to move away from the fitting rooms, right? So like you can't even get close to them. They kick you out of the store. So you can't try anything on. So literally people in the store are like trying shit on in like the aisles and like I'm getting ready to like drop, drop my pants, drop my jeans to like try on like a pair of pants. So... I was just like, all right, you know what? Screw it. I'll play the game. I'll buy two. There was like three pairs of pants that I, that I was like, oh, you know, these could these could work. I could I might like these. So I had to buy not three pairs of pants. You gotta you gotta make sure you can return them. That's a problem. yeah yeah yeah. You can't. Every, I mean, everybody's like, oh yeah. Well, got- some I know, but some some little stores only let you return for store credit. Oh yeah, this is not, this is all yeah refund. So no. uh, so instead of buying three pairs of pants, I had to buy six pairs of pants. Right. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm going to buy <laughs> six pairs of pants. Uh, and then there was like a pair of pants that um, they didn't have a size up or a size down. So I was like, oh, I'll just fucking try these. So seven pairs of pants. Yeah. They, they ring me up. I am just like, holy shit. This is, I mean, there's a lot of money. So I leave the store. I walk through Nordstrom's to get back to where I parked. And Nordstrom's has like, you know, Nordstrom sells a whole bunch of different, you know, they sell all these different brands. So Nordstrom's had some je- some pants, some jeans. And I was like, well, these are kind of nice jeans. Uh, maybe I'll try these jeans on. So I grabbed two oh pairs. My God. So, you, so you went to Nordstrom's dressing room and tried so the woman, So the woman goes, very nice woman named Marlene, older woman, very nice. She yeah. goes, um, I said, hey, Marlene. I said, I was just looking at these jeans. They're like these like, not like, not super expensive jeans, but definitely more expensive than the ones that I bought at the other store, the fucking seven pairs. And, she, and I was like, you know, hey, I was like, I have a buddy that, that only buys these jeans now. He loves them. Um, I was, I kind of want to try them on. Can I try them on? The fitting room's open. And she goes, oh, yeah, our fitting rooms are open. Now, how the fuck does that make any sense? I can walk 150 uh, fucking, uh, 150 yards from one store to Nordstrom's. And I and then, so the, so the lady, the lady goes, because I have these fucking giant bags that I'm carrying. And I yeah. and she goes, oh, she goes, you know, you go shopping. So well, I bought a bunch of stuff from, from Zara, um, you know, some jeans. I was going to try these jeans on, but I actually kind of like these Nordstrom's jeans. And she goes, I'll just try everything on in our fitting rooms. That's fine. <laughs> and I was like, all right. So literally, out of the seven pairs of jeans from Zara, there was one that I was like, okay, like I'll keep these. I don't really have a, like this color. And then I just I tried everything on. I took the other fucking six pairs back. Literally, I don't know, half hour later and yeah. returned him, you know, got the money back on the credit card. And I was just, it, it was re- Did you end up buying, did you end up buying the ones at Nordstrom's? Uh, maybe. Yes, I did. Well, yes, I mean, I did. that would be, I mean, that would be kind of like, okay, look, she, you know, she made a sale. She, 
she was a good salesperson. She accommodated you and you liked the product and so she got the sale, you know? Yeah, I told her. I was like, Marlene, I was like... <laughs> Happy ending. Yeah, I was like, you are an angel for letting me go in and, and, and try this stuff on. Like, because you can't try anything on it. Any other, I mean, we we walked into two other stores, fitting rooms were closed. And I was like, this is re-fucking-diculous that then you can walk to Nordstrom's, which is just at the end of the mall, and you can just try the, everything on in their fitting rooms. My, my Even my friend that I was with... He had he had bought some stuff from Zara, and he was like, "Fuck!" He's like, "Can I just come into your dressing room?" And I was like, "That's weird." So I was like, "Just grab a <laughs> pair of jeans off the floor at Nordstrom's. Obviously, you're not going to buy them. Just try them on. Just grab them, and then go to the, and just be like, oh, can I try these on?'" And then he was like, "All right." So then he's in the dressing room next to me. He ends up taking th- uh, two out of the three items he bought at Zara back because he was just like, "I don't like them." Well, I wonder, does like Nordstrom's like do they like sanitize their dressing rooms? Between customers? I mean, do they like spray some Lysol or something in there? I don't know. I mean, I mean look, there was not a lot of people. I mean, there was not a lot I of people there. The Nordstrom's fitting rooms are are pretty big, you know, and they're open. So, yeah, I mean, you're inside and maybe it's not the safest shit ever. But, you know, it's it's and look again, you want to cl- you want to close fitting rooms? Fine. But close again. Same thing with closing down, you know, the fucking all the other stuff. You want to close it down? Close down everything. It makes no sense to be like. Here's some fitting rooms that are open. Here's some fitting rooms that are closed. You know, like yes, and here's some here's some indoor outdoor dinings that are closed, and here's some here's some indoor activities that are open. It's like it's all fucked up. I don't even I don't even like I don't like living in this world anymore. Like it's like it's like oh if you if you are a restaurant that serves alcohol, you can open outside, but if you're a bar that serves alcohol, you have to stay closed indefinitely. And it's like, well, wait, why? Can you just well, serve that? You can't have t- and you can't have TVs. You can't have TVs. But if you're, like, a bar, if you're a bar that serves food, you can open up outside. If you're a bar that comes up with an idea of how to maybe serve snacks, you can open up outside. But you can't... I mean, it's just... It's insane. Like... Well, I mean, what's the reasoning behind that? I don't get it. Is it is it because you don't want people drinking without food in their stomach? <laughs> I don't. But that's yeah. the thing. I don't know. I mean, they, get, I, they get too drunk. I, I went know. somewhere. I went somewhere months ago, um, and it was like this, like outdoor, uh, or it was like this indoor, like food mall kind of thing. It was somewhere up in L.A. or something. I went with our friends Peter and Caitlin, and and uh, I'd ordered what the fuck did I order? Oh, there was like a vegan pizza place. So I ordered this like vegan pizza, and then you basically take it, and there's all these like seats outside. You can go sit outside and eat, and. I went outside with my little vegan pizza <clears throat> and Peter, my friend Peter had like a beer and I was like, Oh, where'd you get the beer from? He's like, Oh, I got it from the fucking, uh, whatever the, the little brewery. It's like brewery had like a little setup. Right. So yeah. I was like, okay. So I go over to the brewery and I was like, Hey, can I order a beer? He's like, well, you can only buy a beer from us if you buy food. Why? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like I, I can't order a beer. So then I had to order a pretzel, like a bar, like a soft pretzel, like a bar pretzel. To, to be able to buy a beer, it, it just, I don't understand. It doesn't make any Peter, sense. What did, what did Peter buy to get his beer? I don't even know. I don't even know what he, what he ate. So I think he got his beer from like, because he'd gotten like this like chicken plate or something. So I, I mean, I, I guess my question is who the fuck sits down and, and decides all this shit? Because I'm going to tell you, I don't, you know, they say they're following the science, but that's just fucking bullshit. There's no science to what, what these politicians have done to our lives. I mean, seriously, school closures, you know, this open, that open, this closed, that closed, economy, you know, in the fucking dumps, 
you know, unemployment. I mean, I mean, how much how much can the state afford to pay unemployment? Wouldn't you think at some point they'd want people to go back to fucking work? For God's sakes. And I'm just, you know, I like to like I'm working two days a week. So essentially, like my workload has been cut in half. And I still certify, like I still go on the unemployment website and like certify that, you know, essentially my work's been cut in half and I, I put what I make, which is not a lot of money. And then I'll get like a message in my EDD inbox and it's like, oh, you know, no, no funds have been awarded this week because the money you've made has exceeded, you know, it's like you've exceeded uh, a lot payment. of money, you know, and I'm just yeah. like, oh, okay. I, well, I what you, well, what you need to do is you just need just to need a lie. No, you just need to consolidate your, I mean, like, you know, uh, we'll talk later. <laughs> we'll okay. talk later so, on, how, on, on how you might be able to get around that. Thank you. All right. So let's get right into it. Um, I hope that everyone who's listening to this week listened to last week because um, what we- Because this is part two. This is part two. This is the Vanishing of the Cecil Hotel, part two. So last week we talked about, of course, uh, and I'm not going to rehash it because- you need to be caught up to speed if you're listening, but yeah, uh, either you listen to it or, or, and on top of that, let's, let, I'm going to put this disclaimer out right now. If you have not, if you have not watched the series and you want to watch it, you probably shouldn't listen to this podcast. Very true. Very true. So cause we're going to, we're going to totally give it away. Yeah. If you're here and right up at the, at the very beginning, cause yeah. So don't listen yeah. to part two. If you haven't listened to part one, a B, if you have not yet watched crime scene, the Vanishing of the Cecil Hotel on Netflix. It's a four-part crime documentary. Uh, if you have not watched it and you want to watch it and be surprised, uh, stop listening because we're gonna we're just gonna we're gonna deep dive. This is a spoiler cast uh, podcast. Blow it out of the water. We're blowing baby. it out. Okay. Um. So last week I had watched an episode and a half, and of course this the whole thing deals with Alyssa Lamb. Alisa Lamb. Again, I'm not gonna rehash it, but you know goes missing and found in the water. Didn't get it. Um, so I had watched an episode and a half last week. You had not started the four parter. We both right. now have finished. Um, and I guess, yeah, let's just get into it. What were your, um, cause I want to kind of touch on different subjects here. So, I mean, what was your overall, uh, thoughts on the, you know, without going too nitty gritty, cause I want to get into that, but what was your overall thoughts on the four part, uh, docu? Series. I, I thought I thought it was very well done. I I like that they really dealt or delved deep into the story, and you know spoke to people that had been there and really got into the history of the Cecil Hotel. Um, I was blown away when they talked about uh, what's his name Ramirez. Richard, Richard, okay. Richard. Richard Ramirez, yeah, fucking, uh, he would go out and murder people and strip off his bloody clothes in the alley and then walk into his room at the Cecil Hotel with with blood all over his underwear and stuff. It's like, fuck, I can't believe that, like, really fucking was going on. But it seems and I like... I gotta say, I, I, let me just say this, because this, this was the thing that really struck me about this film is that Skid Row is just horrible. I don't know I don't know how we allow that to be. I just don't know how we allow that to be ever. Ever. I mean it's an embarrassment. 
Yeah, I don't these think people, that these people are allowed to live out on the street like that. I don't understand how many fucking years has this been going on? Why is this not been taken care of? I don't I don't understand. Yeah. I mean, I think that like the 70s and the 80s, you know, to, to touch on those points, right? Like the 70s and 80s were like a very different time. But, you know, the, the shit that they were talking about that, that was going on at, the, at this hotel during that time was, I, I mean, shocking. You know, I mean, prostitution yeah. and and uh, drugs and alcohol and violence Murders and you know and suicide. Yeah, and, and you're just like, holy shit! And then, yeah, I mean, the Skid Row thing. You look at how how bad it is, and the fact that I mean, it's still, I mean, it's still alive and well now. You know, and the fact that like we've never tried to like like oh, here's this area where if you're you know you're a homeless person, this is just where we kind of put you. Like, fuck, man. Like, you know, I just feel like we've got to do better, you know? And at some point, like we drop the ball on all that and it sucks to see that like, this is, I mean, you you under, but you understand that. I mean, I don't know what the fuck the problem is. I mean, we pay higher taxes to take care of the homeless situation, but guess what? It's not, they're not doing it. They're not taking care of it. I don't know what needs to be done. I really don't, but they're, but they're not fixing the situation. And when you look, you know, I don't know, when were these films taken that showed these, I mean, really, it's like a fucking tent city. But I mean, that's still, I mean, I, I pass. I don't, I, I don't go down there. So I, I don't really know how bad it is, but from the film, it just looked just horrible and like i said a fucking embarrassment this is los angeles and this is our downtown area and you guys allow this to go on but look we talked like about that not i mean i mean what i mean seriously like we're gonna pay that some of the highest salaries to our public employees and highest salaries to teachers and retirement benefits and you know the public uh employee unions we're gonna give them everything they fucking want and we can't for some reason, we can't take care of this problem, this homelessness problem. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, I passed. There's I mean, a, it's just uh, it blows my mind. There's a part of, uh, on Venice. I think it's Venice Boulevard and like Sautel. There's like an underpass or um, not an underpass, an overpass right before you like get on the freeway. And all underneath that overpass is like tents and, you know, tarps. And you know, every time I pass it, I'm just like, man, fuck, like, like we can't clean this up. Like we can't help these fucking people and make this situation better. And then, and then I know. And then down below, because I find that when I drive through downtown LA to go to my dentist, down below where these all these tents are, there's trash and probably poop and probably pee and you know, God knows what else. I mean, it's just it's totally unsanitary. It's totally unhealthy, and it seems to me like it's totally unfucking necessary. I mean, I can, I just, I just, I don't know where the money we pay goes. I don't, I don't see, you know, we've been paying a higher sales tax to support the homeless, I believe, for several years now. I, do you see any difference? I mean, that's the thing, right? It's like, what, you know, what does it take? Like, do we, do we just give half our, half our salary to the government so that they can take care of the homeless people? Like, I don't uh, know, see, something, something's got to change, no, right? Because, like, that's yeah, not the answer. The, yeah, because no, the problem is, is you give half your salary to the government to take care of the homeless people. What the government's going to do is just hire more people to be managers 
to oversee what's going on. Oh, we need a commission for this and a commission for that and a czar of energy and a czar of homelessness and so on and on and on and on it goes. And the Wait, a czar? A czar? Like a T-Z-A-R? A czar, a czar. yes. Oh, C- I- a, Z- a, Z- a C-Z-A-R. Oh, a C- what is a it? What's, what's T-Z-A-R? Tazar? Tazar. I think it's C. I don't know. Zatar. Maybe I'm wrong. Zatar? Zatar is like a dip. Anyway. I don't know. Um, anyway. Anyway, I you know, give, give me on my soapbox. But that but that's something that was very disturbing. I want to be the czar. I want to be the czar of podcasting. Because I because like I said, I see it when I I see it when I drive through downtown LA on the overpasses. But I don't I don't go down. I I can't say I've ever really been to Skid Row. I don't. I mean, look, down, downtown LA is is disgusting, absolutely disgusting. I know. Why and, is and, that? And you I start mean, and you start driving in and around like, you know, we did a we did this like drive by ghost uh, tour with, uh, with with Peter one night, and we would like pull up to these like hotels, or these buildings, and then Peter would like press play on like his he was on some website and would basically like give you like the history of the building, and tell you like how it was haunted or whatever. Super super interesting, super fun. Uh, and it was like a good like pandemic activity, but like like nighttime in downtown LA and like walking on yeah. the streets, like it's it. scary. It's scary. It's disgusting. I know. I, and like, I yeah, we should my... take better care of these people and we should. And, and it's not that like, I got to imagine that the money's there, you know? And like a lot of these people have mental problems, you know? The, and so it's like, okay, well let's start figuring that out. You know, let's start that, figuring exactly. out the, the, you know, like, well, I mean, in a nutshell, what's happened is that, is that uh, the ACLU is, I believe, has come in and said that these people have a right to live on the street, and so, and then, and then there's been some laws that have passed that don't allow for, you know, like um, they don't allow for arrest. They don't allow to. They don't allow them to give them, you know, to give them like rehab or psych treatment in lieu of jail. They just, it's just. That, you know the whole system's just gone yeah, to hell system's in a handbag. Broken. System's broken. And no, yeah, and nobody's and nobody's doing anything about it. It's just, again, it was just so stark that in the very that first, it was the very first episode when they're showing the pictures of Skid Row, and it was like, I mean, is that like what it fucking looks like now? Because that's scary. Yeah, I mean, it's and pretty. It's, I mean, it's, and it, like I said, it's fucking embarrassing. It's embarrassing that we allow that to go on. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. You know, that we as people allow that to go on. And I'll tell you, you know, I, I've listened to Dr. Drew talk about it. He he really feels that the officials and LA especially are culpable, that they're actually responsible for these deaths of these homeless people. And they die at very high numbers. I, I don't know what they are, but um you know. Yeah, I think, I mean, I think it's fair to say, you know, I think it's fair to say that like these people are trying to put programs in place and it's not working and it's like, it's, it's on them. It's on them. It's on their backs. It's on their head, you know, to, to, to try to deal with this and fix this, you know? Uh, but it, we're getting, we're kind of getting side, yeah, anyway, sideways yeah, here. That was, um, yeah. So yeah, it's a shitty part of town. Let's put it that way. Right. So, okay. So your overall, uh, you thought it was done well, uh, your overall kind of, uh, impression of the docu-series. Yeah, I did. You know, it was funny because I I don't have it now, but as the I was as I was watching, I think like it might have been episode three. I was writing down questions that I had, like like fucking answer this. Like, where are the roommates? 
like, like I wanted to know more about her behavior because, you know, when they, when you really start digging into that aspect of her, um, I thought it was really good that they did the, like the journaling, like she narrated her, you know, because she was like really big on social media, uh, on this website, Tumblr, which was kind of acting, acting as like her diary, essentially like, um, you know, it's funny because you mentioned that, you know, you'd had all these questions. Like, I felt like I was going through episode one and two kind of with like a lot of like, I was like, well, what about this? And how did that happen? And, and it seems yeah. like they kind of waited a little bit, you know, to kind of start long. unveiling <laughs> some of that shit in like episode three and four, um, which. And then and then and then I thought I was I don't know. I was like really disappointed at the end. Well, OK, so let's so there's a couple things I want to touch on, which is so first thing is that um yeah, I thought I thought that it was shot well. I thought that it was very interesting to talk to some of the, like the police officers. Um, I think that they do a good job early on on presenting like different conspiracy theories, right? I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, they talk about the fact that well, you know, maybe she had met someone, which is kind of what I had said, right? Maybe she was yeah. on some sort of substance, which is what I had said. Um, you know, morbid. Morbid. What? I hit on that. What? That Mormon, that that oh right right, right. We'll, we'll get into that in a moment. Um, so yeah, I mean they do a good job, and then you know I feel like as it kind of keeps going. Um, what did you wait? What did you think of the um, the manager of the Cecil Hotel? She was an interesting one, huh? Like at first, I, quite, I didn't really know uh, what to make of her. You know, like I was kind of like, ah, I don't know how I feel about you. But as it kind of went on, I was just like. like I mean, she, you know, and I guess she does her job. I mean, she sticks up for the Cecil Hotel. I mean, even when she's like, oh, it's got good bones. I'm like, okay, this place is a fucking shithole. I know. I don't know how they're going to be able to do what they're doing. And, oh, and, and do not now. to mention, and we talked about it last episode, and I wasn't clear on this, but when they split the hotel in whatever year it was, like where it was like three floors were like the stay on main, which was supposed to be really fancy. And then there was like two floors of like Cecil Hotel and then like 10 floors of like, you know, essentially residence. And and then yeah. like you're just crossing paths in the fucking elevator, like yeah. like yeah. like I like I would be what? livid, livid. But if I, I was think like, it was even I think it was even worse than that because I think it was like floor one and two were was Cecil like Cecil Hotel, and then it was like and three, four, three, five, four, five was stay, stay on, on Main, which was supposed to be like and oh then, look it's hip and it's orange, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then the other, the rest of the hotel was like like six through fourteen was like resident, like residential for like yeah three hundred bucks a week, you know? Yeah, um, a month, a month. A yeah, month. Three, sorry, three hundred bucks a month. Um, I was gonna say that's like a that's a rich man's salary right there. But like I mean like could like could you I'm like oh this this is cute stay on man all right oh, look it's hip look orange couches look at how hip really? this is really? uh, and then you're like you're like oh you know I'm gonna go down and check out what the uh, I'm gonna check out what the buffet looks like and just like some fucking like cocaine fiend is like on the elevator like going down with you and he's just like or Richard Ramirez in oh, bloody fuck. fucking underwear. I mean, come on. Just in his undies, just just uh, yeah. covered in blood. Blo- yeah. Oh my god. He's like, uh, I mean, so I what just, what floor? What floor are you going to? I know. And see, even now they say now they there's they're selling the the hotel has been sold. I guess nobody's living in there now. Is that was that your I, yeah, I got I, I the takeaway from me was that it it seems like it's sold and they just cleared it out, right? And that they're kind of doing like a like a whole re like they want to do a whole new thing, but I guess they they said right. It's still there's still going to be it's going to be x yeah, amount used be, for residential. Yeah, half is going to be luxury hotel, and the other half will be low income residential. No, no, thank you. Like, I'm good. See, I know. 
fucking a. You can't combine the two. I don't think. Like it goes back unless, to it goes back to what we talked about you, with that American Horror Story episode, where like Rodman was like, "Oh, American Horror Story Hotel," and I was like, "No, those fucking tourists came in. There was a man living in their mattress. You know, like." Which I yeah I don't I, that's a hard visual for me to get but but like that's like the kind of shit that's like going you know you're like oh I'm gonna go up to the pool on the on the roof and I'm gonna have some cocktails and then like you know the guy with no fucking with j- just in his underwear snorting cocaine off his dick is in the elevator next to you and you're like huh what is uh what are you doing what yeah. is this what, what I, I didn't pay for yeah, this yeah yeah no I don't I don't I can't I can't uh, and on top of that you know come on where it is. I mean, the the really sad part is that people like Alyssa Lamb don't even know when uh, they're Alisa, booking. Alisa, Alisa, Alisa. Alisa, yeah. they don't know when they're booking. Like the couple from England, you know, they came to LA and they, you know, they were talking. I mean, that it was nice that they interviewed that couple. You, you know which one I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, right? I think you kind of get a sense of, you know, how they're like kind of duping people back then. You know, of exactly. like, oh, look at this website and look at how nice this looks. And then you get there and, and look, the lobby looks nice. And you're like, wow, this place oh, is yeah. not that bad. You know, then you get up here and you're like, what the fuck is this? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. The general manager I thought was an interesting character. Um, you know, I liked that they talked to the police and the, like the detectives and stuff. I thought that was very informative. Um, I did not care. And this was something that I've been seeing a lot of, a lot of people talking about online, but I did not care for like the internet, like detectives or like the internet sleuth. Like, I'm just like, who the fuck are these people? Like you just mean the, the soft spoken guy who yeah there was him and there was like the one the guy with like who kept having like the YouTube clips in back of him there was the chick with like the eyeshadow like like all these like internet personalities so it's like get these fucking people out of who like you guys have nothing to do with the case because what you watched the elevator video fucking seventeen thousand times like come, yeah. okay if you guys get a beat then come interview fucking my mom Sandy she wants to talk about it you know like really there you go like you like the, yeah, the one guy was I, like uh, he was like he's like I didn't I, I didn't know her. You know, but when I found out she was dead, oh, I was crying. Oh, I'm like, yeah. buddy, you oh, don't, you have, you don't even know who this fucking person is. I know it is kind of weird. Like, who, I know. Who, it, and it was, it's like a fan well, club was, or some shit. And it was weird too that they, yeah, exactly. That it became like a fan club. And it was weird that they, you know, that, you know, at one point they accused this singer morbid. Right. So yeah, I wanted to, I, that was like the kind of the, the transition to that, right. Is they, they go out, you know, I, I don't even know how they find them, but, you know, these internet, these internet per- personalities find this fucking, you know, black metal singer who lives in Mexico. And look, you know, it's not my genre of music that I listen to or that I was ever performing or whatever, but like, you know, I can say like, you know, I do this, you know, not right now, but like we used to do this Halloween show every year and, you know, we didn't talk about like killing people and stuff, but like it was Halloween, you know, it was, it was dark and it was like, you know, we had this like monster dressed up as a fucking or this goat dressed up as a priest and like you know we we probably pushed the line a little bit but like it's all for show you know we're not we're not fucking murderers you know yeah yeah. and these and these fucking internet personalities ruin this guy's life yeah ruin his fucking and and nothing no one came out and was like fuck we fucked up there was nothing and like to where this guy tried to kill himself and and then it comes out that like he stayed at the hotel a year before Alisa Lamb even know. came. I know. I and it's know. like, what, just because he writes some dark ass shit, like you guys think that he's a murderer? Like, holy and, and, shit. No, no, it wasn't that. It wasn't just that. It was just that he was at the Cecil Hotel. Oh, that yeah, that he was at the Cecil. Yeah, but exactly, nobody, exactly. see, and that's the thing is that those kind of things should have been made public back then. 
You know, he should have come out and said that. Somebody should have stood up for him and said that. Just like everything else that ended up coming out at the end. You know, I mean, the the whole, you know, it's like, okay, when you tell me the lid was not on the water tank. Right. So that's a, that's an important detail, right? So I felt that this. I mean, where, yeah. Where, I mean, where the fuck was that in the original investigation? Well, I feel like for years. It, it, of it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like what I feel like for, you know, you, you look this shit up online and it talks about. You know, oh, Lisa Lamb was found in the water tank and the, the maintenance worker had to come up and he had to open the water tank to look inside. Well, okay. Well, now that that's that's hard to imagine how this woman, right, got into the water tank and closed the lid. That's a hard... So then you have to assume, okay, well, this is probably foul play. Something right. shitty happened. But then when right. it gets pushed in the documentary or the docuseries out to us where it's like, okay, so she's in the water tank and the lid's open and, you know, they, they looked in. Well, now it's a whole different fucking ball game. Yeah. You know, it, it's like, you know, um, I yeah. can't, I could see her climbing up that, that fire escape. Who knows? Maybe they have fire escapes in, in Vancouver. Um, I that, that's her, her thing. That. Like she's just like and an that, expert yeah, fire escape, uh, well, climber, you know, and, and see, and that's the other part. The other part that was really disappointing to me was that they didn't disclose her real mental issues prior to this documentary like the family didn't come clean with it was you know wasn't reported i mean apparently she really 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 had some mental health issues well and if you look at some of the things that she that she wrote in on the tumblr right like some of the shit was like pretty dark and she was just like oh you know i'm dealing with bipolar again i'm dealing with depression like i don't want to wake up i don't want to do this i don't want to get out of bed like but when was that happening? See, that I, that wasn't clear to me. Was that happening while she was staying in L.A.? Because she was yeah, they didn't really, at the hotel for like four nights or something. Yeah, they didn't really like go into detail about like the timeline of the stuff that they were reading. But I think whether or not that was happening when she was in L.A. or whether that was happening wherever else, I think that it's it shows kind of her mental state, right? Just in general, right? right? So, right. you know, and they talked about the fact that like she was under medicating, right? So... You know, I think by the end of the fourth episode, right, you you get kind of led down these these different uh, theories, right? These conspiracy theories. And look, I think that there's so many people, us included, who love a good fucking conspiracy theory. You know, it's like give me the juicy shit. You know, but they lead you down all these all these different roads, right? Whether it's well, you know, we we you know we couldn't find the body, and then no, oh, we found the body, and then she was in the water tank, and the water and the lid was closed, and and I mean like the, even the way that they had to get her out, like they had to fucking cut a hole in the side of the water tank and drain the water and pull her body out that way, you know? Yeah. And then there was stuff about well, the toxicology report took so long. Oh, then there was a great conspiracy theory. Oh, well, there's. 53 seconds missing from the security or from the elevator video this the surveillance yeah, security video did you did you get that because I, I didn't really see where they say that that's been cut i there's you, there's a very strange part when she gets off the elevator and then it, the video sits and then it looks like it jumps just like a smidge to where like the elevator then is like kind of closing there's a there's definitely something missing there um i don't think that you know i i have a hard time thinking that you know, because they kind of go down this this road of like, well, do we, you know, maybe maybe the hotel edited the video to protect one of their own. Well, fuck, why would they do that? Like, if like if you have someone like working, I mean, unless the fucking general manager had some like. She, I was going to say she would. I think to, to keep herself. I don't, but I like, have, yeah, she's, she, she's a hard ass. 
She's a, you know, and she's a, she was all about the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, but why? Yeah. But why this one case though? I mean, out of all the fucking other, like the suicides and the deaths and the things. I don't. And the, I don't. I don't think. Yeah, I don't think that's what happened. I think the gal had a psychotic episode, and you know, maybe was afraid that somebody was after her. My question that was never answered in my mind was um, well, the things that I wanted answered were things like, um, like the two. You know, she had apparently she had two roommates at a point. And they complained about her, and what they said that she was like leaving like posted notes saying like stay out of the room, like, like she was like locking them out of the room. Yeah, you know? yeah. And like think about it so, from their point of view, like how pissed off you would be if you're like a traveler, right, a tourist or whatever, and you come to town, and you're staying in this. First off, you're staying in a shitty ass hotel. Plus, now you're sharing a room with some some. Um, I don't want to say. I was going to say like some psycho, but like, you know, you're sharing a room with like, you know, this woman who's, who's clearly has mental problem, mental health problems. Right. And she's like not letting you back in the room. And then she's like leaving post-it notes, like go away, can't get into bed, stay out. And you're just like, yo, what girl, what's going on? Like, I just want to go back. I just want to go to sleep, you know? Well, and like, what would you do if Sam called you and was like, Hey, so I'm staying at this fucking hotel and this woman keeps <laughs> Putting post-it notes on my bed saying, stay away. I would say, I would say you need to get another room. Right. Yeah. Um, but here's the thing is that, you know, there was a wrongful death suit against the Cecil Hotel that was dismissed in court. And I somehow, I mean, I don't know that the Cecil Hotel was totally responsible, but, you know, they had that incident with her. Apparently, they removed her from an area where she shouldn't have been. I never found out where that was because I don't know, to be honest with you, I don't. When they say that their door to their roof is monitored and alarmed, I I have my doubts about that. And the reason I have my doubts about that is because when they went up to the roof, there was all sorts of graffiti and cigarette butts and you know, all sorts of shit that look like people have been hanging out on the roof. So how do you get up there? You Everybody's climbing up the fire I mean, escape? 100%. I, I, I think that that is, um, yeah, I, 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 I have to suspect that they're climbing up the fire escape, you know, and I think that, you know, most of these people who are going up to graffiti, um, you know, are doing so, or, you know, there's, you know, there's the same people that climb like the freeway signs and shit. Like that's scary as fuck, you know? Um, yeah, I don't know how they. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> you know, and they talked about that thing where, like, I think the general manager talked about, like, how Elisa Lamb like walked into the lobby and she's like, "Oh, I'm crazy, just like everyone else in L.A." Like, she made some comment like that, you know, like, and you know, I guess the family like wanted the hotel to 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 step in and you know contact the authorities, and it puts the hotel in like a fucking you know kind of a, a tough situation. I don't think that the hotel thought, hey anyone's going to climb out of the hallway, climb up the uh, fire escape, climb up on the roof. Now, here's the thing. I suspect that if the case had been, oh, um, woman jumps from the roof of the Cecil Hotel, right, commits suicide, I don't think that there would have been a second thought about this case. I think it would have been like, oh, you know, something was up. You know, they would have gone back. They would have looked, read the tumblers and like, okay, well, you know, she was clearly bipolar or was on medication. She was under medicating. She could, she committed suicide, you know, 
But I think that it was the way that this was found, and then I think it was the way that this was kind of like sold to the public. Like, okay, well, the but I don't, but I don't even know if she committed suicide. True. Okay. Okay. I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say that I don't think she committed suicide. I think that she that she was having a psychotic episode, and she found her way into that water tank, and then she couldn't get out. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I take that back. I, I didn't. I wasn't. Wasn't quite. Because I think, yeah, I think if she really was going to commit suicide, then you know, what the fuck difference? I mean, why would you go to all, to all that trouble? Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think that the way that this was sold <clears throat> to the general public of, you know, oh well, the police searched the roof. Well, okay. well, they searched it at they night. They did. You know, it's well, like right, they, but like they didn't. They searched it at night. It's like with the helicopter spotlights. I mean, how? How thorough can you be right. when you're right. searching it at night? Well, and then like, it's you know, like that's that to me that that was bullshit. It's like, why didn't you do it during the daytime? Have people up there during the day. I mean, surely somebody would have noticed that the lid to the water tank was off. Yep. Well, that's the thing. Right. And so then it and then it gets sold where, oh, well, you know, I mean, even in the in the, in the series, they, they say, oh, the guy finds, you know, lifts the lid up. And it's not until the fourth episode that, you know, he's like, well, no, the lid was open, you know, and you're like, well, wait, what? You know, like, so again, they, they kind of sell this like story of like this kind of bizarre thing, which opens it up to so many different theories of, you know, foul play. And, and they talk about it like, well, fuck, you know, had somebody hurt her or murdered her, they would have had to pick her up, carry her up the ladder and throw her into the water tank or carry her up the other ladder up onto the, the kind of like building that's besides the water tank and then just drop her into the water tank, you know? Which clearly not impossible, but like, I mean, I've climbed up ladders. Highly, highly unlikely. Yeah, not the most fun thing to drag a, a dead weight body up there with you, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I think, you're, look, I think you're spot on. I think that you know you have someone who was unfortunately had mental health problems, who was troubled, who was under medicating, who was probably you know sicker than maybe she let on. And, you know, you well, she was probably having like a paranoia. I mean, I think she thought somebody was after her. Yeah. I mean, look, I whatever, think, whatever the I mean, episode, I think, she, I think she was hiding. I think she was trying to escape something. Something yeah, was well, what, after and her. And whatever the, whatever, whatever the episode was. or not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whatever it was, right. Whether it was something, something was after her or she just didn't want to be there well, or, the, you know. And, and then the, and then that's the other thing is the family admitted that she had, you know, some, serious delusional issues you know psychotic episodes previously you know when you start i mean if again if that had been if that had come out then then maybe you know if those two things had come out like they found her in the water tank but the lid was open and she was under medicated and on top of that has a history of you know psychotic episodes then i i think that that would have well, squelched a bunch of the the theories that went on around this. Yeah, I think that this was kind of sold um, not only in like the first couple episodes of this docu-series, but I think just in general because of the way that I've always read about it and I feel like the way that, you know, you had kind of always heard about it was that, you know, that she was just this young, you know, tourist coming to LA for the first time and just wanted to kind of have a good time. You know, and granted, yes, I think all that was true. But like you said, you know, there was a, a record of her having some very, you know, some some very serious mental health problems, you know, some very serious, yeah. uh, you know, some past 
episodes, you know? Yeah. So, you and know, her sister, her sister told them about. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you know, had that, had that been put out there, I, I don't know. I just feel, I, I, you know, like I said, I was a bit disappointed because again, you know, cut out the four hour episode. If you tell me those two things that she has, you know, a serious issue with mental health. And on top of that, she, you know, she had the issue in the lobby. She well, had tell the, me the lid was open. Tell me that. Tell me that in the yeah, first tell episode. Me, yeah, you know? t- yeah. Tell me the lid was open. And then, and, and, you know, and that she had these serious problems. You know, when they say, oh, she, you know, she had too much medication, as somebody who takes medication every day, um, you wouldn't be able to tell from what I take if I had taken not enough. Right. Because I, I usually have, you know, a week or two extra. So you just wouldn't be able to tell that. So that to me, that's kind of a flimsy, oh, you know, she had more medication than she should have. Well, you know, maybe she got a 90-day supply, you know. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't ever investigated. So to me, that's not the, that's not the, the. Um, I mean, the fact that she took, takes the medication is important. Yes, there is a possibility that she wasn't taking the medication for sure. And on top of that, when you add the other evidence of psychotic behavior, you know, verified, excuse me, by her family and the roommates. And again, where, where did they remove her from at the, in the hotel? They never said that. No, no, I think, I think that there was, you know, there was as, as many questions as, as it answered, I feel like there was little bits and pieces that they didn't really touch on, um, and obviously, like, look, I mean, what like, if they? I mean, I mean, I'm wondering, did, did they remove her from the area going out onto the roof because the alarm didn't work, and they don't even want a cop mm, to that? I don't because think that the was alarm it. really didn't alarm. No, but look, I mean, I think that it's you know, obviously, what you're getting is you're getting you know, whatever the director or the producer is of this thing, like you're getting their narrative on it, right? Which is, hey, how do we make this? You know, how to make this three or four part thing that's going to get viewers and get people to watch. Look, somebody had hit me up recently because they listened to our podcast episode and they were like, fuck, I didn't even know about this case. You know, they're like, I'm watching the Netflix thing. I listened to you guys' podcast episode. Like, and I was like, fuck, you didn't even, you didn't know about Elisa Lamb? Like, holy shit. You know, like. What, what month was it? Was that in April? Was that right? What? That when she. When April she, of 2013? Possibly. Well, do you know? Maybe. I, I don't know. Do you want me to look it up? Yeah, look it up. I'm curious. I talk. Because I seem to remember um, the reports of the Canadian girl gone missing. But again, I, you know, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. And I'm just wondering when it was because that wasn't a great year for me. Uh, February of 2013. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So I remember it, but I don't, I don't remember it as of course as extensively and or that it became you know some kind of cult following thing which is very strange to me yeah i don't ever you know i don't remember any of that i think there was another documentary on netflix called don't fuck with cats um which was actually really good i i I really enjoyed watching that that's something that um it's been out for a while obviously you know I, i if you are looking for something else kind of in this vein i would say watch that as well um and it had it had these like internet uh, sleuths or whatever on that as well. But in that one, like they put together some like real legit facts. This this Elisa Lamb thing, the, the vanishing of the Cecil Hotel. Again, get get. I mean, we could have we could have knocked this down. Give me the fucking police. You know, maybe let me talk to some some doctors and shit about this. 
I don't think the family was ever, you know, interviewed. And then give me the general manager at the fucking Cecil Hotel. And then, you know, you want to throw in a fucking one conspiracy theory. But, like, I mean, there's so many random ass fucking internet people. I'm like, who who are all these people? And why are their opinions? Know. Like, it's they're just stating fucking opinions. Like, this is exactly what me and you did on the last episode. I'm like, fuck, get us on. We'll talk about this shit, you know? Yeah. So that was that was a bummer. I was kind of bummed out about that, and I was bummed for that fucking musician. You know, I feel so fucking bad for that guy. Like, you know what? A, yeah. It was like a fucking witch hunt. You know, f- and there was no witch. You know. I know. I mean, and and that's the power and the destruction of the internet. The possible destruction. You know, that's. I don't know. I've you know I've seen that happen in society in the last many years where people's lives are destroyed because of accusations that a lot of times turn out to be false, but it doesn't matter. The damage has been done, you know? Yeah. I didn't like that and at I all. Mean, the, yeah. And I mean, this guy had to go to psychiatric treatment and, you know, I mean, it just totally fucked up his life. Yeah. It's sad. Like it's sad. Because and, and- he, because yeah, because he did some videos that were dark. It's like, you know, that, you know, that had, I mean, I, I didn't, I mean, it's not like it's not like the video had the girl going into the uh, water tank or anything. Well, that's the whole thing is that you know it's like you know look, I don't again. It's is that not the, the it's only not, thing you could find on right, the internet, that, right? Well, and, and oh, that's wait, and that's what it seemed like is it's like you know again it's like okay it's like well here's this witch hunt right? So we find this guy he he sings these dark ass songs about murder and in this oh look look he stayed at the hotel he must have done it and it's just like wait are you fucking serious? This is your evidence? I mean, that was it. Well, I wonder, see, I wonder because. And then like he had a song about like rain and they're like, well, look, he's singing about rain. She was in a water tank. Water comes from rain. And it's like, guys, you're long shot here, everyone. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I thought, I thought that was ridiculous. And on top of that, I, I feel like, um, I feel like, I mean, I don't know who, who could have come out at the time and said, you know, I was there and, you know. The year before, I was there in 2012. I wasn't there in 2013. And I don't know who could verify that, but certainly that would be a way to clear your name. I know, but to me, though, it, it looked like that shit happened so quickly. You know, like they jumped on it so quick. I mean, you saw some of that, some of that stuff that was coming up, like, you're the fucking murderer. Like, you killed her. You killed the girl. Like, I mean, I, to me, it was like, you know, this could this could have happened overnight to where he didn't even have a chance. You know, I don't know if mm. I don't know if I would have. I don't know if I would have put a video out and like me in a mask with like a voice, like a voice changing. Yeah. You know, that, I'm innocent. Yeah. I know. Well, tell us why you're innocent. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have like done like, I mean, if that was like some real shit where like somebody was like, you know, Oh, Josh, Josh, this girl in Palm Springs died at this hotel. I would have been like, all right, look everyone, you know, I would have done like a legitimate video of me just being like, look, I'm sitting on my couch. I'm drinking some fucking cocoa. And I'm like, look, I was at this hotel a year before this shit happened. Okay. Yeah. Here's my email confirmation. Here's my fucking, you know, my receipt. You know, I got here. Here's the general manager. She's going to tell you. Here's my, you know, like I, here's the miles on my car when I drove out there. You can see, I mean, the motherfucker didn't even live in the United States. Lives in I Mexico. Know. I know. I mean, I, I, I like I could understand if he was but like. The, but, the, but the evil internet found him, didn't oh, they? Fuck. Horrible. I mean, I, I know. That's just horrible. I mean, it's horrible. It's horrible that people do that. I mean, I just, you know, I just, I feel like it's so unfair when you start destroying somebody's life like that, that, you know, you're so wound up in your theories and your, in your think that you can't see outside the box. It's like, 
Well, and it was know. like, and they were all on it. Like, no one, like, there wasn't any of them that were like, hey, I felt bad for this guy. I was sticking up for him. They're all fucking, all those internet fucking personalities were like, he's a fucking murderer. And I'm just like, you guys are out of your goddamn mind. Yeah. Insane. I think you just can't, I think you just can't be, I think if something like that were to happen, you just would have to be off of social media. Well, that's what he did, right? Like, all of his, all of his accounts fucking got, you know, but that sucks because like, he doesn't even get Cancel. to make that choice. You know, he doesn't get to make yeah. the choice of like, hey, I don't want to be on social media anymore. Like, you know, they they fucking pulled all that. That sucks. That and, fucking and, sucks. And who would and who would they be? Uh, Facebook and fucking you Twitter. Know, Twitter. And oh, fucking, you know. the, oh, the voice of our conscience. Look, conscience. I, I get it. I get it, though. Right? It's not the voice of our conscience, but conscious, 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 conscience, 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 conscience. Uh, <laughs> whatever. COVID, yeah. COVID mouth. Um, COVID, COVID vaccine mouth is my excuse. Yeah. Um, Look, so yeah, I don't I know. Mean, I mean, that they get to decide. They get to decide what you know, what 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 we hear and what we don't. Well, hear. Well, because I, I think mean, that it hits. I, a, mean, I think it hits a point, right, where you have you know, I don't know, whatever, hundreds of people leaving hate, you know, spewing hate shit on these. So, on this okay, so, so what do you okay, do? So like, you, do you do allow it so to happen? Take, so you take him off, or you take the people off that are spewing? Yeah, hate? that's a tough one. That's a tough one, you know. And I, I, so, I would say, I would say, you would take the people off that are spewing hate, or you get somebody who's a fact checker. I like that you said who really spewing, fucking spewing, who, who really does fact check. Say it again. And fact check the story. Spewing. 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 What's the matter with that? Spewing. Uh, yeah, I don't, look. It probably spewing. It probably was not handled. Uh, it was probably not handled the best way. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I feel bad for that guy. So, <clears throat> to me. Um, you know, to kind of summarize and kind of start wrapping it up. Um, <clears throat> I thought that the, I thought if you have, if you're curious about this kind of case, I think it's a, it's a great little docu-series to watch. Uh, I was not impressed with the internet personalities that are associated with the, with the docu-series. I think you should have, they, they should have 100% gotten rid of those people or you know, look, you want to have one of them talk about what a, what a internet conspiracy, you know, sensation this is. Fine, have my mom Sandy. You know, um, well, they could have probably mm-hmm. cut it down from four episodes to three. To three easily, and and I don't know if it was, you know, maybe it was good to have the whole episode on the on the singer, because um, I felt like that was like episode three almost. Like that was like the whole fucking thing. You know, it kind of went in and out, but like yeah. it, you know, maybe it was a way for him to kind of clear his his name, and that's why he kind of went on it, but. I didn't know about that. I wasn't aware of that. And, you know, I didn't walk away from it. You know, it wasn't like he did it, you know, it's, so I didn't walk away from it going like, oh, well, this really helped the case, right? If if this docuseries is really about Elisa Lamb and the Cecil Hotel and, and the, the mysteries kind of surrounding her death, to me, I was like, well, that this doesn't really need to be here about this guy, you know? Like, you want to do a fucking separate, a separate docuseries about you know, the, the sensation that this caused on the internet. All right, fine. Throw in all these well, internet appar- people. And yeah, everything. apparently, apparently it was a big sensation on the internet. I, I mean, again, no, I know, but I, I, had, wh- I had no clue. And maybe that's, you know, maybe like you said it, maybe it really is about clearing his name or, you know, yeah, possibly having him get his side of his story out. Finally. I just, I just was like, Oh, give me, you know, give me a, the docuseries that you know, give me, they give me the facts. You know, give me the facts and the shit and like, yeah. let me hear from the police and everything, you know? Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. I thought it was a good watch. You know, it definitely, I feel like closed the book a little bit, you know? So, so, I, you know, I guess, you know, we can summarize now and we can sum it up. Give us your, give us your theory 
on what happened to Elisa Lamb at the Cecil Hotel. I think she was experiencing a psychotic episode and um, accidentally drowned. That's what I think happened to her. Yeah, so uh, I'll I'll agree with you on that. I think that she, yeah, probably had, you know, she had some sort of episode. <clears throat> I think it spiraled, and I think that it ended up with her being like, you know, whether... And, and, you know, we'll never know this, but whether it was, you know, uh, she felt like she was having to, you know, get away from someone or she was just kind of like, you know, kind of acting out something where she was like, oh, I'm, I'm exploring and I'm looking and this is weird, you know, whatever it is. Right. Um, I think she found her way up on the roof, probably from the, the fire escape and the ladder, which, you know, look, I, I can understand uh, was the wrongful death you know, thing that the family put on the hotel or the suit, wrongful death suit, right? Yeah. That must be a nice view, though, from the top of the hotel, the roof. I'm sure it's great. At night, yeah. You know, so she found her way up there. And that, yeah, should that be, you know, should that be open to where just anyone can go up there? I think no. I think not. I think no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Say that again? I think what no. What is it that you think? Uh, but I think she got up there, and I think that she was probably wandering around you know, probably saw the water tanks, probably didn't know what they were, you know, probably was just like, oh, you know, climbed up the ladder, opened it up, you know, probably probably saw the water. And again, whatever the thought process was, whether it was, hey, I'm trying to get away from someone or, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm going to take a dip. This looks fun. You know, this, or this is going to be, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to show everyone, I'm going to kind of do a prank or something. Who knows, you know? Um, And unfortunately, I think she got in and she couldn't get back out and it's fucking sad. It's tragic, you know? Yeah, um, and and then they explain that, I guess, when you hypothermia sets in, which makes sense if it's February, um, you know, you become hypothermic. I mean, that water's not heated. Right. So it could get pretty cold. Um, but when that happens, you take your clothes off. Yeah. Yeah, your brains, your brain. It's I I remember that, you know, I've watched a lot of uh, Mount Everest shows. And that's one of the things that happens when people when people start when their mental capacity and their brain cells are being killed because they have lack of oxygen and their and hypothermia is setting in. That's what they want to do is take off their their warm clothes. Somehow it's like the brain's fooling them into thinking that they're hot. Yeah. I mean, look, so, you know, there's, there's no, you know, the, the, well, that explains, that explains why her clothes, why she's naked. Totally. Because yeah, yeah. again, you know, that's a really good explanation of why she's naked. But again, those things, you know, those things could have been reported back in 2013 mm-hmm. and there would never have been a conspiracy theory. About well, there was no, this. you know, there was no sign of, of rape. There was no sign of, you know, sexual, uh, no sexual attack or whatever. There was no set. There was no, there was no bruising. I mean, that's the thing. If someone's carrying her up some fucking stairs, you know, like, yeah, yeah. or not stairs, uh, ladder, you know, ladder, like yeah. fuck man, yeah. like that, you know, like I walked down, I walked down my hallway to go from the fucking living room to the bedroom. I bang my, my knee on the, on the door, you know, like, yeah. Well, there you go. I think no. Um, so I think that, uh, yeah, it's sad. You know, it's sad. It's tragic. I think that this almost, you know, is a little bit more, you know, knowing that, you know, you get yourself into a situation where now you're stuck in this water tank. I mean, fuck, even if you're like, oh, I'll float on my back, like you're going to, you starve. 
you starve in there, you know? Um, well, again, hypothermia. I mean, how long can you be in cold water? Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, that's what's going to kill you right there. So, uh, you know, and then from there is the drowning. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just if you can't get out, and I guess that was the thing is that they didn't think that she could get back out. Yeah, it was like the water she, level was too low. No, was too low for to her to try reach to reach the up and yeah, yeah. whatever she needed to to get out. So, um, yeah, so it makes sense. Well, there, no, there's no, know, there's no again, ladder. There's no ladder on the inside. She would have had to reach like the latch, or not the latch, but the the, the opening. The door, the yeah. opening, yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there you have it. That is the. And there you go. That you is the, put it to bed. The my mom dead. Sandy um, official. Uh, Official official word, official account of the vanishing of the Cecil Hotel. Well, the that, the well, that, well, that'll be the last one. That'll be the last special on it, probably, right? Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine. I mean, unless like some sort of fucking new evidence comes out, you know. I mean, I can't. I mean, that's the thing. Like we talked about it, you know, fucking episodes and episodes ago, right? Because it was one of the one of the best kind of unsolved uh, cases. But yeah, at this point, with like with what they presented, I you know, I don't. I don't know if I, you know, if in my head I can even go back and think like, oh, well, maybe this happened or maybe that happened or maybe someone was there and maybe someone did take advantage of her. Maybe someone, you know, I mean, my theory of her, you know, the front desk guy having a little crush on her and going up for a, a little night swim, you know, it doesn't really hold much water anymore. Oh, uh-huh, there you go. You see what I did there? Water. Yeah, yeah I see what you did there. Um, well, I'd like them to do one on uh, Rebecca Zahau, but I'd like them to solve it. I don't feel like I. I feel like all the the specials that they've done on that that whole thing have not ever come to an adequate conclusion about what's happened to her. What happened to her? I mean, I don't think she committed suicide. Yeah, I feel like that's. Uh, maybe maybe you need to fucking write a little write a little email to Netflix. By the way, you should watch. Uh, don't fuck with cats is good, uh, but I just finished watching the. It's not about real cats. Uh, it starts off. I, so I went in kind of blind. I didn't know what I didn't know what it was about, and I'm I'm glad so that back I, in the day when you had a cat. <laughs> no, 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 no. This was like maybe oh. last year. Um, but I, I kind of went in kind of blind because I didn't know what it was. I was like, oh, what is it? What is this? Uh, and it's a little dark. It's a little dark in the beginning, and then the case kind of takes a turn, and you're just like, holy shit, this is this is. I mean, it was like a roller coaster. It's crazy. Um, but I actually just finished the other night the four part Night Stalker. Uh docu-series about Richard did they Ramirez. Mention, did they mention the Cecil Hotel? Yeah, they talk that? about the Cecil, yeah. They, they show, there's a couple of shots of it and they talk about it. It it um, it more so deals with the two police detectives that were kind of in charge of his case and kind of connecting all the dots. And then it kind of it, it kind of sets up the timeline of the, the murders that he committed. So it doesn't necessarily talk about like, oh, well, where was Richard Ramirez living at the time? But, you know, they... Because he was hitting fucking everything. I mean, he was hitting San Francisco down to down to Orange County, you know. So it wasn't like he was just hitting downtown LA. Uh, what year, what year was that? Uh, I think it started eighty five. Although I think once they had him, once they arrested him, that it there was potentially cases that dated back to eighty four that were unsolved that he said he was that he did. Um, the one thing Is that he I, alive now? No, he died. He died of cancer actually on death row. Oh. Uh, one thing that I did not like about you know you know what that means that means he was on death row for too long he was he was fucking on death row for a long time which is I don't know, know kind of fucked up I don't what? get it like 
Well, and we and we as the state of California voted to speed that whole process up a couple of years ago, but apparently nobody in our government who actually represent us want to follow through with what the general public wants. So, yeah, I mean, I don't get that either. Why, you know, you're on death row. Why, why do you spend 30 years on death row? Yeah. Well, and especially, I mean, look, if it's a, you know, highly fucking controversial case or whatever, uh, you know, there's one, the, the appeals murder, and everything, but, but like one, this motherfucker Ramirez? just killed, I mean, just was fucking taken apart LA County and fucking San Francisco. Yeah. And or, I mean, fuck, you know, yeah. um, the one thing that I did not like about it, and it was good. It's informative. It's a good watch. It, it's again, right up our alley, um, you know, true crime documentary type stuff. But, and there was a lot of stuff that I did not, you know, cause I was three, you know, when all that shit was happening. So it was kind of like cool to like go back and be like, fuck man, this is, this is insane. You know, the way that this guy was fucking just, just, I mean, taking apart, you know, the, fu- these fucking cities and counties, you know, um, they touched on it very briefly, but his upbringing was not good. And they think that a lot of, you know, why he did the things he did stemmed from his upbringing. So what was his upbringing? I guess when he was, I guess when he was a child, his father, like to punish him, used to like, like tie him to a cross in the cemetery and would like leave him like tied up all night. Um, and then his, his cousin, I think, I think it's his, I don't think it's his uncle. I think it was his cousin like came back from like Vietnam and had all these like fucking Polaroid photos of like these Vietnam women, Vietnamese women who had been like raped and killed and like were like showing these photos to like Richard Ramirez at like 10 years old maybe. And then the, I think it's the cousin, the cousin like shot his wife in the face, like in front of Richard Ramirez when he was like 10 or 11 years old and killed her, you know? Um, and then I and then he had a you know this you know, they talk about this uh, in several a lot of different serial killer docs, but that he'd had some some couple different head trauma uh, when he was a child, um, you know very very early on like concussions and fucking heavy duty head trauma. But like motherfucker was you evil. You mean like did somebody beat him or I forget if it was like something from his dad or he'd fallen or but it was like it's several different occasions you know. Um, like to the like blacking out and like you know they were saying that like you know it d- didn't seem like his a certain part of his brain had like developed you know the part of you know the empathy or whatever you know but like this motherfucker was twisted I mean he was you know oof. well there are a lot of people out there that don't develop that empathy thing kind of like um Hugh Grant in The Undoing there you go um so I don't know I don't know if concussions really have a lot to do with it, but certainly your environment does, you know, who raises you, the type of childhood that you have that you're exposed to. Um, and it's really sad to see that people are allowed to do that to their children. Yeah. It's, it's fucking disgusting. Uh, no, I'm trying to no. find information here. Uh, he's one of five children. Uh, it's reported that all the children were born with birth defects due to their mother being exposed to chemical fumes at, at work in a boot factory while she was pregnant. Really? All of them? All of them. According to biography, Richard 
started experiencing epileptic fits in his early childhood caused by multiple head injuries. When he was two, a dresser fell on his head, and at five, he was knocked out by a swing. I was knocked out by a swing. Remember that? Yeah. I was older. I do remember that. I'm not a serial killer. I don't know. Were you knocked out or just knocked over? I was not knocked over. Knocked over. Knocked over. <laughs> you did like you did like lose consciousness or no? Anything. No, but I mean, you know, I you saw fucking bled. stars. I had to get uh, stitches. Um, yeah. Says he had been beaten as a child by both his father and grandfather. Uh, Where was he raised in California? Hold on. I mean, you know. So here's another example of. Things that are allowed to occur that shouldn't be occurring. Yeah, Richard's cousin, cousin, Richard's cousin Miguel returned to the family home when Richard was twelve. He'd been serving in the Vietnam War and quickly started to influence Richard's view of the world, becoming a role model. Uh, Miguel would show Richard Polaroids of women he'd raped and retail retell graphic stories of the violence and mutilation he'd inflicted on Vietnamese women. Hmm. Also, when he was 13, uh, Richard Ramirez also witnessed Miguel shoot his wife in the face. Mike was given a four-year prison sentence and found not guilty on grounds of insanity. Oh, wow. That'll stop him next time, right? Uh, I think he was born in Mexico. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, Where did he he grow up? Uh, Where were you growing up at, Richard? No, not I don't want to go to Yahoo. Uh, blah, blah, blah. See, I don't like. Oh, El Paso, Texas. Um, yeah. Anyway, he was it's, born. In, he was born and raised there. Born and raised. Oh God, I got it. Wow. Just like I mean, again, it amazes me that somebody could go through that kind of trauma and go through the public school systems and nobody notices it, nobody sees it, nobody takes care of it, nobody does anything about it you know what gets me Again. is that like he was he, i mean i don't know, I mean he killed i mean had easily been 50 men and women and he was you know sexually assaulting children and then after he got arrested there was like he had like 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 groupies he had like fa- like chicks that were like sending him like nudie photos and like being oh, like being like crazy you know, let's let's <laughs> let's start a family together richard oh, richie richie old rick you know, really? I want to, like, I want to carry on your genes. I'm like, this guy's going to cut your eyeballs so out, ladies. What are you doing? You know? Really? Oh my God. Crazy. Anyway, I don't want to give too I know, much away. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't get why. I mean, I hear that all the time that people like prisoners and like, it's almost like the worse your crime, the more fans you get, the more fucking weirdos come out of the yeah, woodwork. It's insane to be to you know. Oh, he got married. Richard Ramirez got married when, uh, in, when he was on in like San Quentin. He got married. I mean, did so he get to have con- did he get to have conjugal visits? I don't know. Visits? I don't know. I didn't read, but he fucking married this chick. She looked a lot older, and I'm just like, what are you guys doing? What is what is this? I just burped. Excuse me, but I'm just like, what what are you doing? Like, first off, why? Oh, and then. And then she apparently filed for divorce or stopped talking to him or maybe, maybe I don't know, maybe they, they weren't divorced when he died, but because there was one of the uh, things that he was accused of was uh, raping and murdering this nine-year-old uh, girl. Um, and I guess that had come out as true and that's when she stopped talking to him. And I'm like, oh, that's what it was? That's what it was. 
Because really, how many how many other things was he accused of before that? Well, just he was found guilty on like fifty seven charged cases of fucking rape, murder, child children child sex, well, sexual sexual was- assault of children. But like, but it was this one case of this nine year old girl. That's what did it for you. Yeah. Uh, well, she's a little crazy. Not the nine year old girl. The woman who. No. Yeah. The the woman. Yeah. God, I I don't know. I don't know how you you know. I don't know what the attraction would be. Well, he's a bad boy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a bad yeah. boy. We want to see but a bad boy. Gu- really guaranteed if he was out of prison. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the fact that the guy's in prison. He's never going to get out. So what the fuck difference does it make? You're never going to have to see him face. But to why face. then? Why even? Why even do it? What a waste! What a waste of time and energy to fucking even have the going. Oh, and, you, you get know? your you get your 15 minutes of fame. Yeah, you fucking, know, I don't want your my notoriety. I don't want my 15 Look minutes you. of fame you're, to. You're, you're Mrs. Richard Ramirez. Oh, wow. wow. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want I don't want my 15 That's minutes cool. to be known for marrying a, a serial killer. Wow. Anyway, I'm it's a good it's a good documentary my- that's on Netflix as well. Um, and with that being said, you know we've we've solved a case tonight. We've talked about uh, fitting rooms, and um, and my other my other complaints and gripes, whatever they were. I don't remember what they were now, but I'm and, sure that yeah. they'll show up. And we talked about Richard Richard uh, Ramirez. Ramirez. I'm just getting I'm just getting a ring, uh, another ring, um, notification. There's steal, stealing catalytic converters around here. Do you know anybody who parks on the street? No, everybody's rich. They all have garages that they park in. Yeah. yeah. Um. Mm. All right. Well, let's uh let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Um, I know. I don't know. What do we go back to COVID next week or? What? I don't know. Well, you know, we got to keep everyone guessing. You know, if you want to keep guessing, you guys keep listening because I don't know what we're talking yeah. about. Maybe this is just. Maybe we just. We just. This just becomes a conspiracy theory show. You know, we talked about UFOs. We solved Elisa Lamb with the help from a docu docu series. You know, I mean, we're we're fucking doing it. Um, <laughs> if you guys need to, if you guys need to get a hold of us, you guys can email us. My mom Sandy podcast at gmail.com. You guys can find us on Instagram at my mom Sandy podcast. We got some action last week. There's people they want to know about Elisa Lamb. Um, not to say that we solved the case first, but yeah, you know, Google back and listen. I think we solved the case. Um, we have a brand new episode every Tuesday. We've been on a roll lately, putting them up every. We put them up Monday night, but you guys listen on Tuesday. Uh, I still don't know what my cousin Brian does for work. Um. I think that's all I got. And yeah, and uh, that's about all I've got as well. And everybody, be safe out there. Yep, stay safe. Don't we, get don't okay, get the apparently, COVID. Apparently, we're still in a pandemic phase. It's yes? it's no? never ending. Yeah, it's it's still going. It's still going. Apparently, according to the liar, Doctor Fauci, this could go on forever. All right, maybe that's what we talk we talk about. We touch on. We touch it because this is a whole. You're, you're opening up. You're opening up a whole new box. We're an hour and twelve minutes in. You're, well, we, you're opening yeah, a whole well, box we now. Yeah. Well, we haven't. Uh, we haven't talked about COVID for a while. I know it's been. Maybe nice. next week we update. Yeah. I don't know. No, I, don't it, know, I mean it. It has been nice, but there are a lot of things that I'm hearing, you know, out there that, like for instance, I, I, you know, I think I told you I read that article that said that. Um, the people who had the Pfizer vaccine after two weeks of the first vaccine are like 85% protected. I thought, wow, that's very cool. Yeah. That's me. Like, like that's me. Like tomorrow. You're doing good. You're doing, yeah, yeah. you're doing good work. You know, 
I feel yeah. I feel a little yeah. bit safer knowing that you know you and Dad are, uh, are are. Did he ever Did he ever get sick from his second one? I don't. know. I think he's been fine. You know, if he if he was sick, I you know he said he was tired, but if he was sick, yeah. I I didn't you know he didn't he didn't hit. I asked him how he was feeling. He said he was feeling fine. Yeah. Um, you don't you don't have to like whisper that. I just I just like to do. <laughs> I don't know what you, I don't even know what you're saying. So. It's, it's like, right. no, 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 it's just sometimes. Okay. All right. All right. You guys stay safe. <laughs> we'll see everyone. You'll hear from us next week. God willing. All right. Very good.